Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristian.org slash message. Thanks for listening. Today, I want to welcome you and at the same time, thank you for welcoming me into your living space. Fox River's always been known as a come-as-you-are place, but I'm hearing that we're taking it to new levels right now. That is, we now have people attending church in their pajamas. If that happens to be you, why not enter it into the chat right now? You can just identify yourself as a pajama parishioner. Now, in case you're wondering, is there any thought about me preaching in my pajamas? Let me assure you right now, not going to happen. In fact, I'm thinking already, these are nightmares that I would be going through. Today, there is a word that God has for us for what we're in today and also for what it is that we're going to be going through tomorrow. Last week, I introduced this word from God to us. And if you didn't happen to be with us, I want to encourage you to go back and to watch that because you're going to love the things that Kristen had to say. We all are finding ourselves now under this cloud of COVID-19. And unfortunately, the consistent news that we're getting is that it is going to get worse. In fact, it could get much worse. As you are here today, I just want to ask you, what is it that this cloud is putting you under? What are you feeling? And if you would just enter into the chat right now, maybe in just that one word, Is it fear? Maybe it's anxiety as you feel under the cloud here. It could be that there's an anxiousness that's taken place. For some, there's a depression that's going on. My word to describe this that that took place happened on Wednesday. I just happened to watch Denise as she was turning the calendar. We've got a family calendar in our kitchen. And she was going from March to April. And when I just looked at April there, I saw this. I saw the cloud over the whole month. And I said, oh. It was the groan, grr, all put together. Denise turned around and said, what is wrong? And I'm just like, this is what I'm feeling right now as I look at April. How about you? Is this cloud just getting darker and darker in your life as well? Well, God's word to us, when we feel under the cloud, and it's a proactive word for us to help us, is always be joyful. Pray continually and give thanks whatever happens. I'd like you and everybody in the room with you, would you just say that out loud with me? Always be joyful, pray continually, and give thanks whatever happens. Oh, that was pathetic. Come on, everybody together, out loud. Always be joyful, pray continually, and give thanks whatever happens. Now, you might be thinking, ah, Those are just some feel-good words. You know, it's something that you would expect to find on a Hallmark greeting card, right? Always be joyful. Pray continually and give thanks whatever happens. I mean, maybe in good times this would be working. 
But hear me. These are words of life. Words of life that were initially given to individuals who were under extreme pressure and hardship in their life. There was a suffering taking place. There was the cloud that was hanging over them of persecution and of difficulty. In fact, these words from God are words for us when life is hard. When your life is turned upside down. When your life is shaken or maybe even broken. So let's take them together. What I want us to do in the time that we have together is to be able just to, to break this down and then to bring it home, to be able to experience what it is that God wants for us in them and to experience God himself in them with us. We start with the words, always be joyful. And even as I say that, I feel the tension. Do you feel the tension? Always be joyful, COVID-19. Always be joyful with COVID-19. Always be joyful. These may be the hardest of the three. These words also may have the secret to everything else that's contained in them. You see, the what and the why in always be joyful is this. Always be joyful because I have Jesus. And Jesus gives joy. As we're coming into the Easter week, the Passion Week as it's called, here we are at Palm Sunday. And in this Palm Sunday weekend that we find ourselves in, these words Jesus were sharing with us. In fact, on Thursday, that is, day before Good Friday, at the Last Supper, Jesus speaks these words to his disciples. He says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Before Jesus leaves his disciples for the last time, goes to the crucifixion, he prays a prayer that he specifically notes is for us today as well as them. And in John 17, verse 13, he says, Father, I'm coming to you now. But I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. Jesus' word is this, that as we are connected to him, he gives us joy. A part of this is actually a supernatural thing. It's a God thing. A part of it is Jesus' perspective in our lives. That is, with whatever that we're going through, to bring the perspective of Jesus with it. The thought of a joyless Christian would be kind of like a Jesusless Christian. It's an oxymoron. In other words, it's something that is a complete contradiction. But here's the tension. Here's where I just want to put this umbrella of grace over all of us right now because sadly, there are times that we struggle with joy in our lives. 
You may be in a time of struggling now. I want to encourage you, if that's the case, would you just enter that in the chat? Let us know how many out there are in this midst. Some of us are struggling because of pain that's in our lives. Some of us are struggling in that fear. I mean, that cloud is causing some of that struggle that's going on. I, I, I just don't have joy right now. Some of us, it's the hardships that COVID-19 is bringing to us. But the Apostle Paul really wanted to, to share from his life both these inspired words from God as well as his personal testimony that you really can, even in the midst of pain and hardship, you can have joy in your life. If we could have joined the group of people that he shared these words with, that is at the church of the Thessalonians, we would have known firsthand, just as they did firsthand, that this is what Paul was talking about from the, from the difficulty, from the sufferings that he had just recently gone through. In fact, Paul began this church with open wounds on his back. I mean, the, the wounds were still oozing at this time from the city he'd just come from. Now, if you're not familiar with this story, let me just tell you about this because it is just a, it's a powerful anchor for this, but it's also just this incredible story and I hope a real encouragement to us as well. It's found in the book of Acts. And if I were to um, summarize real quickly, Acts chapter 16, you can go there and read the, in fuller detail with this. Paul had gone to begin a church with Silas. God had blessed in great ways. There are some miraculous things that had taken place. After several months there, there was a accusation, a false accusation that was brought against Paul and Silas and they ended up being drugged to the city square and there to humiliate them and to dissuade them from ever coming back, they were beaten. Their backs were flogged and they were just opened up with the wounds that were there. If that were not bad enough, they were then cast into prison. They were put into stocks to suffer and to think about that. This is where I'm going to pick up in Acts chapter 16. In verse number 25, think about it. They had been beaten, humiliated, jailed, locked in stocks. And verse 25 says this, and about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. I just want you to think about that. Always be joyful, pray continually, give thanks, whatever happens. They were praying and singing. They were worshiping God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. And then suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaking. All at once, all of the doors of the prisons flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Now, that was a story that you couldn't contain. This was a story that there were multiple witnesses to. And here's what I want us to think about. If Paul and Silas would have been in the prison under the cloud of the suffering, of the difficulty, of the pain that they were in, sulking, they wouldn't have been able to experience what it was that God wanted to do and what God was going to help them to understand. Hear me. When we, in, in the times that it seems so foreign, 
practice joyfulness, prayer, and giving of thanks, we set ourselves up for God's working in our lives. That's exactly what Paul and Silas had done here. They set themselves up through joyfulness, prayer, thankfulness, for God to do something that was incredible. Most of all, though, they had kept themselves connected to Jesus, which kept them, it gave them that peace that they needed for what they were going through. Now, speaking of connectedness with Jesus, it begins with relationship with him. Not only did this event impact Paul, but it impacted others as well. In fact, I want to take us back to Acts 16 and read these words. The jailer called for lights. He rushed in, this is the warden, fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? You might go like, where is this coming from? The reputation of Paul and Silas sharing the good news about Jesus, that was all around. It hadn't yet made the impact on this individual. Yet these circumstances now, it was changing everything. And so they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. It just seems so simple, doesn't it? But the gospel, the fact that Jesus has done for us what we couldn't do for ourselves, believing that his death on the cross and his resurrection is all we need for our salvation, that is, to be brought back into a restored relationship with God, to have our sins forgiven. That's all that that takes. That jailer that night, he, and then going home and sharing with his family, they all received and trusted Jesus. And if you haven't done that yet, my prayer is that you will. My prayer is for that connection with God, and most of all, your connection, your personal connection with Jesus. Because from that, that's where you are going to be beginning to discover the joy that Jesus brings into your life. Another quick word about this, and we want to bring, talk about bringing this home with us. How do we stay connected to Jesus when we feel these clouds rolling in over us? One of the things that we are hearing, and this is just such an encouraging um, encouraging word that is coming back to us is many people now are just beginning to open their Bibles and read it like they haven't um, before. There's this openness of spiritually, there's a hunger that's taken place. Let me encourage you, whether it's um, going and downloading um, the YouVersion app, following a plan there, just getting the verse of the day, or getting your Bible and just beginning to read one of the Gospels, say the Gospel of John. Let that be a means of connecting you to Jesus. Something else. Bring Jesus' perspective into what it is that you're going through. Remind yourself, Jesus is risen. At home, bring Jesus into our conversations. I don't know what it's like in your house, but you may not talk about Jesus that much. This is something that I think you're going to find it, it just going to further this joyfulness that's there. Um, talk, talk to your kids about Jesus. Not just teaching them about Jesus, which is so important, but talk to them about the perspective that Jesus has in your life right now and how it is that you need him, the impact he's made on you. Before we move on to pray continually, 
I just again want to share this from my heart. I need more Jesus. My daily prayer every single day is Jesus, help me to know you more. It's a prayer that he works in and I want to encourage you, join with me. Because as we connect to Jesus, we find that always be joyful is something that really can take place in our lives. So God's words to us, after always be joyful, let's say them together here, pray continually. Why is that so important? Why is that so um, proactive on our part? Jesus would put it this way, because prayer makes a difference. Prayer always makes a difference. Paul, remember I talked about him being in Philippi? He wrote this letter to them and said this, Philippians chapter four, verse number six, and I paraphrase. He said, if it's big enough to worry about, then it's big enough to pray about. How is that for good advice with what we're going through? COVID-19 COVID right now. What are the things as this cloud gathers over our head, what is it that you are praying about? And this in particular, I wanna call you, I wanna call all of us, I wanna call Fox River, all of our friends, everybody listening to me now to join us in Unite 714. Unite 714 is specifically our prayer that God would stay the hand or bring healing with regards to COVID-19 and that he would bring a spiritual awakening in the world. Unite 714 comes from the verse, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 14, which says this, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Unite 714 is something now that thousands of churches across the world. So think about it. Millions of Christians are joining together at 714. If you would, here's what I've done. Grab your phone, if you're not watching on it right now, and I just want you to set an alarm for 714 a.m. and 714 p.m. And every time for every day of the week. We're gonna do this all throughout the month of April. We may even take this into May if that cloud is still hanging over us there. And every, every day, um, this past week, when my alarms have gone off, it's just like I'm, I'm, with whatever I'm doing, I just stop and I pray, God, would you bring healing? I also am praying for healthcare workers at this point, first responders. I pray, um, God, would you bring a spiritual awakening to the world? Because with all the pain and difficulty, people are looking now. They are looking for, for hope in their life. And it's only in Jesus that that hope is going to be able to be found. As you pray for spiritual awakening, would you pray for us for this coming Easter that God would do something special here? We know it's going to be different, but we think it can be different in a better way. A way to see God bringing more people to him and calling us back to that which he wants for us to be, to experience him in our lives. 714, 714 a.m., 714 p.m. Pray continually. I know this may come across, this may seem, seem like it's just like, oh, that's just a super spiritual thing to do. It's not. You're going like, I'm not sure I can do it. 
You can. You see, praying continually is praying about the things that matter to you in your life. If you today will just pray about the things that matter to you, if you're still working, as you're going through your workday, if you'll just pause to pray for the things that matter to you, praying continually is just bringing us back to a dependency upon God. When we don't pray about the things that matter to us, it's because we're operating independent. Remember, we're starting to disconnect ourselves from Jesus and our joy wanes and we begin to drift away. This praying about what matters, it's normal. It's normal for Christians and it can be normal for you as well. All right, ready to wrap it? Let's say it together. Always be joyful. Say it with me. Always be joyful. Pray continually and ready and give thanks whatever happens. Have you ever thought about thankfulness as a superpower? In fact, I think thankfulness is better than a superpower. Just for the fun of it, if you could choose a superpower, what would you choose? Drop it in the chat right now, whatever yours is. If you want to have some fun with your kids at home, do this. What superpower would you choose? Then let's ask this question. How is thankfulness greater than the superpower? How is thankfulness greater than super strength? How is thankfulness greater than being able to fly? Thankfulness is at the heart of relationships. In fact, thankfulness is at the heart of worship. It's possible to praise God by just reciting facts, but it is impossible to worship him without a thankfulness in our hearts. I said thankfulness is at the heart of relationship. Thankfulness is the heart of our relationship with Jesus. We are so thankful for what he was willing to do for us. Thankful to God that he was willing to send his son. Thankful to the spirit for the empowerment that he gives to us. In our relationships at home, thankfulness is so important. Because in relationships with it, they grow. Yet when a relationship is absent of thankfulness, I know that you've, you know this as well as I do, those relationships begin to, to diminish and to die. I was given what was called the uncommon things for which to be thankful for. When I looked down at it, I was like, that's kind of weird, isn't it? And then when I read it, I just, I, I had to smile. It says, I am thankful for the taxes I pay because it means that I'm employed. I'm thankful for all the complaining that I hear about in our government because it means that we have freedom of speech. Here's another one. I'm thankful that the space I found was at the, at the far end of the parking lot because it means that I'm capable of walking. I'm thankful, get this, for a messy home because I have a home. And I have mess makers. As we, bring this, as we bring this home to us, let's begin to build our uncommon lists together. Personally, let's do it as a family as well.
Think about what is it that you aren't thankful for? Like, I am unthankful that I have to do school at home. I'm unthankful for my sassy kids. I'm unthankful for the, you know, that we're not going to be able to gather for Easter. And then give thanks whatever happens. Make your, make your thankfulness from it. I'm thankful. Even though I have to do school at home, I'm capable of learning. And I've got others that are willing to teach me. I'm thankful for the sassy, the unthankfulness of my home because I have an opportunity to model this and to show others in my family what this can do for me. I'm thankful that even though this Easter the church is empty, that this Easter the tomb of Jesus is still empty. God tells us, if you are under this, or whatever cloud you might be, to always be joyful, to pray continually, and to give thanks whatever happens. I want to pray for us, praying that we will experience God in new and fresh ways as we take him at his word. And I want to pray for you. If you are ready to receive Jesus today, would you join with me? God, thank you so much that you give to us words of life that we need in our lives in such a time as this. Help us to stay connected to you, Jesus, and experience joy. To pray and to find out that it matters and to give thanks and to exercise what it is as a spiritual superpower to bring perspective to us of life. For those that are now ready to trust and receive you, Jesus, as they pray this simple prayer, Jesus, best I understand, I want to be saved. I want to trust what you've done for me in my life. Thank you, Jesus, that every time that prayer has been prayed, that you have answered it with yes. And for these that are now brand new children of yours, children of God. We praise you, we thank you, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. God bless you guys. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.